I'm all infectious. All right. What's up, everybody? It's your boy here, Jeff Canvas. Back at, back at it again with another podcast. And today, you know, we back at it with the OG, OG co-star, Mr. Muhammad himself. Yo, hello. That's my second appearance. Hey. <laughs> I sound really bad, everyone, so don't don't mind my horrible voice and nasaliness. I, I don't know what the hell I woke up with a cold, but today's topic is um obviously if you guys haven't known or i'm pretty sure we talked about it in the first podcast and everything your boy here muhammad he's 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 obviously well i don't know if obviously he, he's not from america he's, he's not he's not born here he's born in a different country uh, i can elaborate on that you know i don't think it's obvious you know we, 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 you gotta be a hater yeah i had to take it back a bit because like when i hear your voice <laughs> When I hear your voice, obviously, I'm just like, no, this is not an obviously. Like, you, you could yeah. definitely definitely be mistaken for American. For sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, I was born in Kuwait, like I said, I think, last time. I don't know if we're going to have continuity between episodes, but, you know, just to make it simple for everybody, you know, I was born in Kuwait. And, yeah. uh, like, my view on the U.S. is very, it's jaded. You know, it's because you have to consider Kuwait is a country that was invaded in the 90s. And then the U.S. came in, you know, put in bases in our country, and they eventually, they eventually said, well, listen, we saved you from this guy bothering you, so you guys owe us this. So we eventually had this sort of, like, a bunch of U.S. troops would be in, in Kuwait. We would have a lot of American schools, American curriculum, American culture. Same shit that happened in Japan after World War II. And... Uh, so after that, I would go to an American high school, and that's what I ended up doing. So I was in Kuwait, but it was American curriculum with American teachers and the American system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were setting you up to go to American college. And I did that for a period of time, which was most of my life Insane. during my years, even when I was growing up. And, you know, I was, ar- I was around that society, and I was being taught like an American. And I played American games. I consumed American media. So I like to say I'm more American than most people because, like, I was very in, in, just entranced in that culture. You know, I know all 50 states. I can tell you the capital city of a lot of states. I can tell you some laws. I can tell you more. Than, I, I know more than most Americans. I 100% agree with you, bro, because, like, I, I feel – and it's so crazy, too, dude. I want to I wanna add on to what you said. People who aren't from America, I feel like they know more about America than Americans themselves, bro. No, I agree with that. Personally, from my experience, you know I've been around. You know I've traveled the world. You know, talked to many different people. You know I've seen a lot of things. Like I, I believe that. I, I vouch for it. Yeah, because like, bro, I remember back in middle school. Because like, if, if, if people don't know, my parents they're not from America and everything. They're they're from a island called Haiti and everything. It's it's in the Western Hemisphere. It's it's one of the poorest places in the world. I don't know if it is the poorest, but it's definitely it's definitely up there, and one of the poorest places in the world. But that that has nothing to do with the conversation at hand. I remember when they were uh, both getting. Actually, huh? No, I have a surprise comment. My comment is I think that has to do with the conversation at hand because I wanna I wanna open up the topic of I think Americans uh, forget how great it is to be American because of the other conditions other countries have to go through. Honestly, you know, not many countries are not, are that nice. Look at Haiti, you said it's poor. Like, you know, what if what if yeah, your father and your family stayed there? You'd yeah, be born there. You know, yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, People take America for granted. You're right, because literally, dude, the freaking, the what? The, the militia in Haiti, they literally murdered their president like, what, a year and a half ago. And it's complete mayhem over there right now. That would never happen in the U.S. because it was a state. Hell no, yeah, hell no. Yeah. It would never happen, here, happen in the U.S., no. So I'll definitely say that. And, and that's not us trying to, like, you know, diminish, like, all of Americans' problems and everything like that. Obviously, there's a big problem. There's, there's a lot of problems in America. But compared to other countries, it's, it's, it's a little bit more lenient over here. 
versus everybody. No, else. There's problems. There's problems in every country. But, you know, yeah. when you compare problems, American problems, to problems that, you know, like other countries suffer with, you know, countries at war, countries who, who have, you know, who are impoverished or poor, they go through way worse. And it's like, people have to be, be grateful for what they have. You have a roof over your head, you're eating, it's like, Think that. But I see people going on the internet and type in, I'm moving to Canada. All right, oh. then do it. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Why would you say that? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. I remember that. That was during, that was like around like when Trump. Trump and like Trump there. didn't do anything. If you look at, what did Trump do at office? Nothing. Can you tell me something that changed? Not really. He just kind of sat there, talked shit on the internet, and people got mad. It's like, Really? Was it worth it? Was it worth all that mental energy? I just think these people are bored. That's what they're getting mad at this shit. Yeah, Trump did talk a lot of shit, but but back on back on track on everything because we talk about Trump. Like, there's gonna be a lot of people who just they did. They, they, everybody has their mixed views. Everybody in America has mixed views on presidency and everything. But that's that's another topic I'm gonna dive into. But I remember that you know back in middle school when my parents were trying to get their citizenship and everything like that. I remember every day when my dad would pick me up. Well, no, take me to school like seven in the morning with my brother. He would always play this CD and it'd, like it'd be talking about like you know every president and what like what significant thing they did inside America, every significant like battle all in America through from like 1600s all the way damn near to like you know present time and everything. And I'm like, bro, I'm in the sixth grade, like in U.S. history, bro. I am not learning half the shit that you're studying for to become a citizen in America. That like and that shit blew my freaking mind. Like my dad knew like. Like, obviously, you know, the older you are, the more you're supposed to know. But, like, I'm literally learning U.S. history, and so is my dad at the same exact time. But his shit is way more advanced than, than what I'm learning in freaking school and everything. All right? And you think, you think, you you think you know, you're teaching, like, kids born in America. You, you think you'd be teaching them all about U.S. history. No. No, not at all. Not at all. Like, so I'm pretty confident that most people who were, like, immigrants who just got their citizenship in America can answer a lot more questions uh, a lot more accurately than most Americans and everything in America. Like I told you, I went to the American curriculum like in, high, in high school, middle school, you know, not elementary school. I did most of middle school and high school. So I can tell you from experience, yeah, the American education system is terrible. And one thing I appreciate for is I can compare it because I've been to multiple education systems. The British system, 70% of your grade tends to be the exam grade. And like, so if you flunk or get a bad grade on your exam, that basically sinks your entire grade. And so the U.S. would have that flipped where a lot of the, you know, a lot of the shit you do throughout the year would affect your overall grade. And I appreciate that. But I think the way that um, the American system teaches kids and expects kids to, you know, excel is stupid. You know, I don't even remember. I can't even tell you 99% of what I learned in high school. But I can remember the random shit that I learned on the side when I was bored because I was interested. Yeah. They don't gauge. They, they don't gauge your brain. They don't want you to be interested. They just want you to read text and copy it down. They don't want you to learn. I don't remember anything I did in high school, even though I would do it. I I'm, I can tell you right now, I've written essays, thousands of words worth of essays. I don't remember any of them because I was just putting words down. I don't remember anything. Yeah, that is that is true. They really don't want it. They really don't gauge like how like how strong your brain is and everything like that. So that makes me wonder, like, how do they? How do like people find like in America find these little geniuses and everything? Because like uh, for example. You know, the youngest doctor to ever exist, um, I, I'm pretty sure in America, because he, he's not American, too. The youngest doctor to ever exist was 17 years old. You guys can Google this right now. I'm trying to, I want to, I wish I remember the name and everything like that. I just want to know how, like, how's it, uh, how do people figure out 
some people are little geniuses, like, you know, in terms of IQ and everything like that. Like, how does an eight-year-old have the ability to, you know, go to college and, like, you know, get a doctor's degree at, like, fucking 12, 13 years old? When, the, you know, the American system is so shit like it is right now. I mean, that's just a, a, a brain difference, you know? Someone who's born smart. When you're that young, there's no amount of learning that would, you know, notice that <laughs> or, you know, improve that. You're just born like that. When you're seven, you ain't got more learning to do it. People are just more intelligent than others. But, um, shoot. And me, I think I'm a good talker. A lot of people struggle with talking. You know, I struggle with other things. We're all different in our own ways. Oh, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Also, uh, I wanted to lead on to another thing. My friend, one of my friends had told me this. Uh, asked me asked me this question last night. And he told me, hey, Jeff, how do you think the American economy, no, the U.S. economy system is going to look in, like, the next 20, 30 years? And, like... Like uh, it was a group conversation, but the one thing that I like, I like. Uh, there was an answer throughout that question that, like, that, like, I agree with a lot. So I feel like there, there is no way to guess the, you know, the next 20, 30 years in economy because I feel like everybody right now, like in terms of our generation and most likely the next generation as well, they really don't care that much about what's happening in the government. All they really care about is getting money and just trying to like survive or just be stable and be happy and everything like that. Or, I, I, like, I, I feel like that that's most of them because, honestly, bro, right now, you know, and I don't know if you can, you know, agree with me as well. Right now, all I want to do is, you know, go to college, finish my school, get my nursing degree, just get, become a nurse, get my, like, get my money straight, get a house, then live happily. That's all I really want to do. Everything else, like, related with the government, I was like, I, I don't really give a shit that much, to be honest. Like, um, do you have women problems? Do I have, huh? Do, do you have any women problems? Uh, no, not really. To... Oh, there you go. Then you said you're you you're young. You're trying to get a house. There's a woman in your life that you know you're focused on. You're focused on yourself. There you go. Yeah. I think you're fine as long as you have good. Like, wait, do you have a credit card? Yeah, I have a credit card. There you go. You got credit. You got place to get a house. I can see a bright future. I can see the the Jeff legacy coming. Hey, I appreciate that, man. That's all. That's been a part of the plan. I remember. Oh, that's that's been like what, like six years in the making or something. I don't remember. Dude, honestly, I, I, you know, when you say that the whole Jeff Legacy thing, bro, I really wish I was on my shit like I am now, back when I was eighteen, bro. And honestly, I really do blame like COVID for a lot of it, cause like honestly, dude. I remember going out of high school and just getting a job and everything. I'd bullshit. I, I know. I, I can say for a fact, I bullshitted the first three years out of high school. First two, three years, bro. Like, like I was. I, I mean, I did school and everything. I did, you know, save money and everything. But the first two, three years, I literally just bullshitted. I feel like right now, I'm, I'm getting my shit together. Like, I know what I want to do. Like, I'm, I'm on the right path and everything. No, look, I always tell people. There's people I know who are 20 years old right now, and they're panicking, and they got a lot of money, they got no rent to pay. And they're worrying about if their life is going to fail or not. I'm like, bro, you're 20. Go have fun with your life for a couple of years. Enjoy yourself. And then find, go, go look for shit. Enjoy your life and explore things you're passionate about and see if you can make money out of them. And then just live your life. You're, you're not going to get anywhere doing degree after degree when you're 21 years old and you know, spending money and going to debt. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I feel like people worry about that type of stuff so much because of like all of the you know the young popular social stars from Addison Rae to Charlie D'Amelio to freaking what 
fucking who else? Who's a, who's a couple other you know young young stars? No, I don't know. I, I don't even have TikTok installed, bro. I'm, I'm becoming an old man. <laughs> I don't keep up with this shit, though. <laughs> I'm playing Dokkan Battle and like watching YouTube. I have, I have no idea what this TikTok. I think that's really healthy. Really, really healthy. I, bro, I just keep to myself. You know, I if I if I love something, if I enjoy it, I do it. If I don't, I stay away from it. I'll let this FOMO shit affect me. You know? Can I say that one more time? Like, you know, now if I don't care about something, I just simply don't do it. I don't let the FOMO shit affect me, you know, the fear of missing out, as yeah. they call it. Because everyone always cares that they want to be included. I don't care anymore. It's just, I want to have fun. That's it. Dang, bro. Yeah. You're an old man right now, shit. I'm trying, I think I'm leaning towards that as well. Cause honestly, it's a nice market. Because, look, I'll give you a perspective. Yeah. In the end of the day, you could work, buy a house, make all the money in the world you could make. You know, and then let's say your life was stressful and you had troubles, a lot of troubles. You know, you lost people, you lost a lot of people. And then the guy next to you lived in a cardboard box, but he smiled every day of his life. Who had a better life? Yeah, most definitely got in a cardboard box. Yeah, because you could talk about how you made more than him and you did this and that, but he smiled and he was happy and he loved his life every day. So he had a much better life than you. So at the end of the day, it don't matter. Enjoy what's around you. Laugh about everything. You're going to die. You, you want to have the best life possible? Be happy. Take care of yourself. Do what's best for you. Once you know that, be happy. A lot of people take that as like, oh, let me just slash around and do nothing. No. You know, set up a reward system. Fix yourself. And then once you're at that point, adopt that mindset. Then become happy. Yeah. Don't just neglect everything and pursue a path of hedonism. You're supposed to, you know... You have to understand that you have responsibilities, and there are certain responsibilities you have to tend to. And once you, you understand what's important and what's not, and you set that barrier for yourself, then you can live a happy life, because you don't waste your time with bullshit. You don't want to deal with something, you don't deal with it. Damn straight. Damn freaking straight, because for the longest, for the freaking longest, my little ignorant self would think, you know, like when people say, you know, money isn't happiness and everything, I'd be like, bro, that is the dumbest shit. Like, I keep hearing all the time, because I'm like, bro... It's money plus a mindset, but money, you can't be happy, yeah, you know? Yeah, we'll just straight money. money. Yeah, you can't, 100%, because, shit, bro, I had, like, like, like uh, obviously, right now, I don't... Uh, I had, like, a over, like, um, damn near, damn near almost 10K at a point in my time, in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I got all this money, but, like, damn, bro, I really ain't got shit, bro. Like, what am I doing with myself? And then, like, you know, shit happened, I lost it all on everything, but... Remember at that point in time when I had all that money and everything, I'm just like, bro, like, is this it? Is this it? This this me constantly saving and saving for what? For what? Just for like a, like hopefully, you know, a disaster shrieks, you know, strikes, strikes upon me and I can be able to take care of myself. But like, 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 like you said, money, money with the mindset was what makes you happy. I'm digressing a bit. Money with the mindset makes you happy. Money in its entirety does not. Oh, make more money, more problems. You see, ten k stressed you out. Imagine if you had a million in your bank account. Wouldn't you just sit there sweating all day, yeah. judging yourself, not knowing what to do? People think, oh, bro, if I had a million, I'd be so happy. Like now, you as an adult, speak from experience. You had a lot of money in your bank account. Yeah. Now imagine if you had a million. Wouldn't that just, you know, Dude, scare the? I have so many fucking problems, bro. Like fucking the IRS already fucking scares me already. <laughs> exactly, because you know this is a lot of money. Yes, I'm very powerful. This money. Yes, but now because I have this much money, a lot of people want to know about it. A lot of people will ask questions. A lot of people will see where it goes, where it comes out. You know, yeah, or where is this money gonna go? One wrong move, this money's gone. You have to keep that in mind. You just live in fear. 
damn you know? straight. I could not be a fucking celebrity. Could not do that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly why. I People are, oh, I want to be famous because I can be rich. Fuck no, bro. Yeah, no, no, bro. Imagine, I'm eyes on you all the time. No privacy. You can't fucking sleep without knowing there's cameras on your ass. I don't want to know what the fuck you're doing all the time. It's fucking no, horrible. Bro. Like, that boy Kanye West is, like a, like, a good, like, example of, like, yeah, not everybody is, like, meant for this famous life, bro. That dude. But I, I enjoy my privacy. I, I, I enjoy being able to relax and do my own things. I couldn't imagine just, like, these streamers, people who simply play games online have stalkers. Like, and people yeah, who are like. Bro, getting like, swatted? Getting swatted, like, man? What the fuck? Even though simple shit, some dude turned his camera and playing video games. No acting, no singing, nothing with talent. He just playing some fucking video games, being funny on camera. And those people get a fucking SWAT team sent to their house. Fuck that, bro. That's what I'm Awful. saying, bro. Like, what, like, fucking speed, bro. Bro was, like, streaming the, in the like, back of his yard, bro. Cops called him for what? For what, bro? Uh, dude, everyone gets fucking, you know, targeted. They get death threats. They get swatted. Like, it's, I don't like that life. That shit is fucking weird. Yeah, fucking nope, honestly. I just want to observe from the distance. It's funny. There we go. Watch everything fall apart. That shit is not not ideal. Honestly, me being if I honestly, bro, that's why I can like I can like uh definitely like look at those guys like ah oh, damn I'm digressing so much I have the thought in my head but I literally cannot word it out I literally cannot word it out it is very stressful but what I am trying to say is people who live by the bare minimum and are like pleased with it and everything like that. Cause like there's a lot of people who say like oh my gosh you don't deserve the bare minimum you need more than that everything bro i see so many people at my job working the bare minimum like um there's this guy he, i think he's like um uh 43 he's a security guard right and i think i make like a little less money than him and everything like that and i had a conversation with him the other day and he's like bro you know what i do i just go to work go home crack open a couple beers and everything you know watch the game watch a movie go to sleep sleep and repeat do the same thing over and over and over He's like, you know, I have two kids with this one girl that, you know, divorced him and everything like that. He visits them time to time and everything, but he's like, I'm pleased with my life. There's nothing bad with her or anything like that. Bro's 43, just just chilling and living like that. Like, and most people would see that life is sad as fuck, bro. But honestly, every day he comes to work, bro, bro does not look sad as fuck or depressed or anything like that. I mean, he might be hiding or anything like that, but shit, he's doing a good hell of a job at doing that, man. Cause like, no, some people are really good at it. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You know that probably was not a good way to leave with this conversation, but but I'm just trying to lean on the thought that he's a he's you know he's generally pleased with his life and everything. And, and you know, he, like when I look at that life, it's the bare minimum. But like, there's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, just just having like what you just just need is is perfectly fine. I think. No, I agree. Cause look, it's the human limit. One thing I've always told people, and it's always helped them, is your brain is your opponent. It's not your friend. That's what your subconscious is. Your subconscious will think one thing. If it's bad for you, like your, your subconscious wants to be lazy. Your subconscious wants to miss work today. Your subconscious wants to skip class today. Your subconscious wants to, you know, ignore this phone call right now. You know, that's why you have to grab your brain and say, no, it's discipline. It's how you know when you're overweight, you want to eat something. Your brain says, I want to. You say no. And people got to understand that. If you, you have to conquer your brain. You don't befriend it. I think that's important. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. I love what you just said. Because you know me, bro. I've gone yeah. through shit. I've seen a lot of shit. So I've had to, you know, shit in my brain to fix myself. And, you know, that's what it is. It's the mindset. That's all it really is. It's a mindset to just be more positive and keep working. 
I truly understand what what it means when people say I'm fighting my freaking demons right now. No, bro, you're just fighting your fucking brain, bro. You're just trying you're to not, your demons are in your brain. There's no demons. It's their fucking head, bro. Literally, shit. People, people want to dramatize everything to make it sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, and in a way that is such a horrible thing too. Honestly, yeah. do you think it's a good thing that people? make humor out of very dark things no because i think that is the root of humor i think well if we do not make light of dark things what are we left to do just to you know wallow in them and just be upset that seems pointless i feel like there's a there's a limit you know i feel like we should all respect each other i feel like everyone in the room laughs that's when it's funny hmm. if the, jo- the joke was told and everyone intended found it funny i think it's fine but I think people who deserve what they're coming, you know, d- deserve what they what they get coming. Oh my God, I don't even know. I'm juggling my words. But you know, the people who, who who deserve what's coming to them, those people deserve whatever. You know, if someone's gonna be an open target and say something stupid on the internet, then I think he deserves all the fire on him. Yeah. I think anyone anyone who provokes should understand that the internet is the wild west of hate, and that's what they're provoking. Yeah, just like freedom of speech, like everybody's free to say anything they want in America. But you know you're not free from the consequences of what the hell you fucking say to somebody. Yeah, you you, you can go you can go walk up to someone right now and tell him you're gonna you're gonna kill his fucking family, and he's probably gonna punch the shit out of you. You know, you can go do it. It's a choice. Yeah, no one's stopping you. You can do this shit. Just know that he's probably gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> oh man. Fuck. <laughs> That's funny as shit. <laughs> I like that you said that. And it leads me to another thing. Another thing. No, not as lead to me to another thing. It's another thing I wanted to talk about and everything, or mm-hmm. ask you a question on it. What is your true opinion on Andrew Tate? Andrew Tate. Um, I think it's pretty funny. Like you know, I I I, I can tell you, I've known Andrew Tate before all this nonsense because he was a kickboxer. Oh yeah. And I saw him on these shows I watch on YouTube, and he was on this um. I forgot the show. He was some British show, and he was on. It was like a game show or some shit. You know, he 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 always had that brass personality. Ever since I seen him, even six seven years ago, way before all this crazy fame, he, he, before he was bald, I saw him talking shit. It's just in his personality. He's always been a moneymaker, a hustler. You know, and it's like I said, look, in his, I I've dealt with these kind of people before. You know, these people who work in like these sketchy situations. Yeah. I mean, he all he does is work with cam girls. And he basically used cam girls, which are all willing, because I've met a lot of cam girls and e-girls and all this shit, and they all know exactly what they're doing. And they have people like that, you know, who they, like pimps, basically, who just kind of find them jobs, put them on websites, you know. I've talked to them before. Mm-hmm. And then they're all over the place. They're on fucking Discord and all these fucking places. And a lot of them are like these streamers as well. They'll make ASMR content. They'll do streaming and all this shit. And they usually have someone who puts them on this website. And that's what Tate did. And to me, in my eyes, that's just a man making money. He's not doing anything immoral or what's hurt. And to my knowledge, you know, he has never hurt anybody. There's no evidence. Because if there was evidence against him, I would see him, you know, in prison right now. But he has not been charged. So until he's charged, uh, my opinion on him is that he's just a personality. And as a personality, people take it too seriously. It's whatever he's doing to influence the minds of other people. Um, that's not my business. It doesn't bother me. I think what he says is funny, though. I can respect that. A lot of people hate him because of the misogynistic shit he says, but dude's... I think those people are poor. It's just some dude on the internet, bro. Just ignore him. Yeah. So that's it. 
<laughs> Honestly, yeah, I don't even pay attention to Andrew Tate that fucking much to be honest. But everything that you just told me is like it's like it's, it's such news to me and everything about Andrew Tate. And I always oh, hear him, I hear him from everybody like how much people either well no honestly people just hate him a lot of a lot of people hate him and then you got the other portion of people who like listen to him and everything like yeah he's right and everything and I'm just like bro I hardly know shit about Andrew Tate myself I think you should you should go down that rabbit hole it's interesting because he has, he says very clever things that are, have really good points and then other times he's just playing up a character like sometimes he'll make a very good point about you know patriarchal values and the such. And then other times, he will just completely go, I am a superior human. I am the ultimate genetic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've heard that shit before. Like, I'm not sure. Is this guy joking or not? Like, I, I, I can't really follow it because he's been this way the whole time. You can't find a clip of Andrew Tate being a normal human. He's always playing up some character. Bro. Like, I have no idea what he's being genuine. So I'm just going to take what I can get and just watch it happen. Playing a freaking character. Oh, my gosh. That is so goddamn true about that. And literally, whenever whenever I think of Andrew Tate and everything... Yeah, you know what? People need to know that. Some people on the internet just be playing a fucking character, man. And Everyone is, man. What makes some money? Logan Paul, KSI, the whole boxing shit was all of some bullshit feud to yeah, start this prime company. Shit's so, so fucking staged. Now, now they're selling an energy drink because everyone thought they actually wanted to fight. You know, it's clever. No, 100%. Even, even I went to their fight. I went to the first fight. Now they, now they got a goddamn energy drink company. Yeah, I would have never expected that. You did? Yeah. I would have never expected them to have a fucking energy drink company. Also, for context, I live in the UK, and the first fight was in Manchester, so that's how I went there. It's an hour away from me. Shit. Wow. That is crazy. And it's true. It's really true what that man Floyd Mayweather said. And I think it can apply to other people, too. When I said, I butchered his name, Mayweather. That man said that, um, you know... He's a professional at stealing, you know, rich people's money, bro. No, no, poor people's money. One of the two. He said one of those lines and everything, bro. And honestly, you can apply that to most of the, you know, internet personalities now, bro. Everybody on the internet is freaking professionals at stealing, like, the common man like myself's money. Literally. Yeah. They, they get you, and then they make you spend money. And they just make you, you know, they, they hook you, I'd say. And they, they keep you interested. So you keep, you know, checking out their products. Even if you don't pay for them, you see Prime everywhere. That's what they want. You hear Logan Paul KSI, Logan Paul KSI. They want you to type Logan Paul KSI. More, you know, more, more traction on their name. More people see it. More people talk about it. More exposure to the brand. You know, it's what works. Yep. It freaking sucks. People can't realize that. No, people realize that. I just think some people don't care. Like, I don't care. I, I, I feed into it. I just want to see it happen. You know, life sucks as it is. So let's just see entertaining shit happen, don't you think? Honestly, yeah. Fuck it. Entertain it. It's capitalism. Like, oh, capitalism bad. Okay, when you buy a video game, you know, like 90% of it went to some CEO's pocket. If, if a CEO walked up to you and said, hey, hey, you want to give me 50 bucks? You'd probably say no, but you, you probably would give 60 bucks to a game. You probably won't play that much to a CEO. It's I call that the silver lining. Mm-hmm. Is that people will never do something that looks bad on paper. But if you butter it up for them, they'll do it. Like, you, you show someone a $60 video game, and then it looks cool, they'll buy it, and then maybe forget about it, and not, not play it much, and then regret it. But if you tell someone to give give $60 to something else, they'd say, fuck no. You know? <laughs> that is, oh, I fucking hate Cause it. Because I'm, I'm guilty for that. I'm very guilty for that. I'll look at something and be like, damn, bro, 100 fuck it, whatever, I'll get it. And then I'll look at something else for 100 or something else I could have done for 100 I'll be like, dude, what the fuck did I do? Yeah, like literally, bro. Like, bro, I will fucking hesitate to like fucking um, like a like a some. There was something bad about my car and everything like that, and I was putting it off for months and everything like that. 
Yeah, but lo and behold, if I see like something like interesting, like a pair of sneakers or some fucking food or a goddamn game or, or something, something like something that's like, you know, not even necessary to me. Yeah, I'll spend my money on that. Oh, but my car. What the fuck happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. But nobody wants to take care of their needs. Everybody wants to care of, take care of their wants. I agree. I'm like that too. I have a bad habit. And I think we all have to work to break that. And as long as we're self-aware, that's what keeps us on the right track. True, but I agree with the whole self-aware part, but like, there's got to be much more to that. Like, like just being self-aware. Like, every I know everybody says the step to being like better as a person or fixing a problem is being self-aware. But after you're being self-aware, what, what other steps can you take into like, you know, accomplishing that goal. Because anybody can be self-aware. Like, you know, I could, like, like uh, unintentionally, you know, hurt somebody's fucking feelings and everything like that. And somebody can tell me that. And I'll be like, okay, all right, now I'm aware of it. How the fuck do I go about just trying to, like, fix that shit? Like, how do I go about apologizing to said person? And how do I do that? Like, or, and I'm not just not talking about this specifically, just all in general and everything. Just, like, as a, like, like, you can acknowledge something, but what steps do you take? In the situation, you sit down, you analyze the problem, you ask yourself what has happened, you ask yourself who is hurt, and you ask yourself whose feelings matter and what needs to be resolved. Mm -hmm. If the problem is someone else is hurt by your words, you ask yourself, have I done anything wrong in my opinion, yes or no? If no, ask yourself why, analyze the situation and assess, and see if it's worth your time. Is it worth for you to get to, you know, entertain, or do you genuinely think you did nothing wrong and you should not? If you still think it's worth resolving... Do you think resolving it and accepting defeat for the sake of resolution is worth it? If you, if yeah, do it. If not, drop it. If you did something wrong, simply assess what you did, question why you did it, you know, understand why you did it, and then do you feel bad? No? Then should you apologize, yes or no? Do you want to fix the situation? Even though you don't feel bad, apologize. If you, if you don't want to fix it, leave. If you feel like you did something wrong, then apologize. You just break it down into steps. I think like a flowchart. Oh. I never thought like that. I just thought of it. Like it's simple. Break it down into steps. You know when you show your work in math, same shit? Think about it. You, know, you think, is it a problem? Yes. Go branch, branch, branch. Keep breaking it apart. Dismantle the question. You start to understand your brain, don't you? Hmm. Yeah. I never thought of it like that, breaking the steps. I used to think of it in like like a self, uh, self-improving ways. Like, um... Like, you know, because you, you broke it down into steps. Now, I'm going to say it in a way where, like, you know, it's a lot more, like, um, more appealing to people and everything like that. You know, let's say you acknowledge your problem and everything like that. But, you know, obviously, if you don't want to deal with it, you know, you have every right as a person to, like, you know, push it away or kick it under the rug whenever you feel better and everything like that. And obviously, that's not a good thing and everything like that. But you're entitled to that and everything. Like, you know, pushing it away. Like, let's say, for example... I have a I have a problem or like uh, anybody and this this is a lot of people a lot of people to this generation like I have a problem like uh let's say I have a problem socializing with people and everything like that you know I push people away or you know I, I suck ass at conversation or I, I just suck at you know expressing my emotions everything like that I acknowledge that in problem and every I acknowledge that problem and everything like that I'm entitled to you know keeping all of my emotions bottled in or not trying to fix it at, at that point and everything like that just just keeping it to myself and everything. Like, um, just, uh, procrastinating at it and everything. And would you say, would you say that's a, that's a good thing or, or, or like a horribly negative bad thing, even though people are entitled to it at the same, at the same time and everything. Like, I feel like they're both. 
like I said, you know, you're supposed to live life happy and create that balance. Is something worth it? I think what's worth it to me personally, and this person to person, is am I alive? Am I eating? Am I happy? Do I have connections? I think having keeping connections is very important because if you just live your life lonely, you'd be very depressed. You can live your life however you want, but you need to make sure you have people around you, good people who are honest and can provide good, honest bonds because that will keep you out of depression because if you're ever in a situation, you need assistance, you need to socialize. That keeps your brain healthy. So you think you got to keep a circle. you got to make sure you're eating well. you got to make sure you're sleeping right. you got to make sure you know, you're being productive and you're doing things that you, know, you enjoy. And you're also tending to your responsibilities. If you can check out all those things, you're having a successful life. Doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be making fucking demon porn all day, bro. Are you happy? Are you taking care of your family? Are you taking care of your friends? You're happy? There you go. You're, you're having a good life. Okay, so, so would you say, so you're saying that, you know, socializing with people is a key fundamental of being like, you know, okay, happy, and substantial in life. Yes, because imagine, imagine your life if you sat uh, uh, in your room all day and you didn't talk to anybody. You think you go crazy? No connections, nothing. And it just okay, even if you didn't care, it would destroy you mentally, just naturally. You're sitting around doing nothing but just in silence, be, being in your own head. No social interaction, no healthy conversation, no exchange of words, no exchange of emotions, mm-hmm. no healthy lessons. That's what we learn in conversation. You're probably learning in this conversation. We're exchanging emotions and learning and trading ideas. That's where you. That's where you stimulate your brain in a healthy way. If you don't do that, I feel like you're not giving your brain that healthy stimulation, the socialization it needs. You know, look at the human race. For years and years, thousands and hundreds of thousands of years, we've developed by working together and cooperating. If you don't have at least people to socialize with, cooperate with in conversations, cooperate with to solve problems, I feel like you are missing fundamentals of being a human. So I feel like yeah, if you're eating, sleeping, stimulating, you know, and just socializing, you have checked all the boxes of being human. Yes, I need to take what you say into like account and apply it to my life because I'm not gonna lie. As of recently, I've been I've been on the like the, the the verge of just I just hate talking to people. Like even though I'm on a podcast where you have to talk to somebody and enjoy it and everything, and I work at a job where I talk to people a lot. And I know it sounds very contradicting, but just like um like uh, I do this I do the podcast as a hobby because I love doing it. It's it's fun and enjoyable. And the job, obviously, you know, you can you can work a job that you don't like just to get fucking money and everything. So those are my mm-hmm. rebuttals. Those are my rebuttals for my contradictions and everything. But mm-hmm. as of as of lately, socializing with people, honestly, it, it's starting to get it, it just it it hurts me sometimes, and it's it gets so annoying, and I get so dwelled up in my emotions just talking to people sometimes. So I'm just like, it's either it's either a I'm trying to be a yes man or I'm trying to like benefit them, or b I'm just I'm just talking so like you know they won't have so people won't have to ask me questions if I'm okay or not or anything like that or fucking see I just feel like I have to and everything but no not C just A and B so when you say all that and everything I I'm I, I you gave me a new light to see and everything when it comes to talking to people because obviously hundreds and thousands of years we've been talking to people to you know further expand our civilization as a whole and everything. And I guess I just need to look at it in a different perspective because, I, I don't know, just talking to people, socializing with people lately, it just feels like such a waste of time. Or I guess I just haven't met them. No, I, I don't understand that. Right. My, my comment on that is, I, I agree. Like, I, I cut off a lot of people. I only talk to a small group of people, but that's what I mean. I at least keep a small group. Even if I'm feeling this way, I don't want to socialize with people, it's fine. It's a different kind of person. But you have to have that circle that you speak to. 
in times of need, socializing, speaking to every day, it keeps your brain healthy when you keep those people around you. I agree with that part. You're taking two steps forward and one step back. You just need to take one more step forward, I think. You're in the right direction. What direction? Yeah, I do. I'm, you're right. Small circle. Small circles are the best because mm-hmm. I do not feel like – I'm not a big fan of checking up on every single human, every a lot of people and seeing how they're doing and everything. And then it'd be like, you know, labeled as a bad person for not checking up on said person. I, I, honestly, it, less is the better when it comes to socializing, I think. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I'd love to check up on just like six to seven people. That's it. Honestly, that might, that might be a little fucking too much, to be honest. No, I, I can count all my close friends on my two hands, you know? Mm-hmm. Shit. I would have to do that a couple more times, a couple times, honestly. I think that's your you're 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 lacking in prioritizing, you know. I think you gotta just sit down with yourself, sit down, ask yourself what's important, who's important, who's around you, start remembering and then you just organize from there. Then you just invest in those people and it will make you feel healthy. Then when you invest in those people you won't feel so burnt out messaging other people because you know that there's those there's a you know who's special and you know who's not. You're not overwhelming yourself. It's like when you create a schedule, right? Same shit. Shit. Organizing your brain. I've never thought of it like that. Hey, yo, you give me a therapist session. This ain't no podcast no more. <laughs> I'm like a pseudo psychologist, you could say. Huh? You could call me a pseudo psychologist. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. The way the way you can just like you know turn on turn on a switch in your brain is to start speaking, start spitting, spin out all this knowledge and everything. It's crazy. Honestly, it's no, crazy. I'm be honest with you. I'm stoned right now, but I'm still composing myself. Like, I'm I'm, I'm used to this shit. <laughs> like, bro, like, no, like, I'll tell you, I've been in the summer of last year. I I had an alcohol problem. I had all these problems, and I went to therapy. You know, I had a lot of experiences with psychiatry and therapy and mental health, and mental health, and also you know, self helping myself, researching, looking into things, looking for treatments, looking for things to help me. Asking professionals for treatment. I think I have a lot of experience in this field. So, and one good thing about me that I can appreciate, you know, I have flaws as a human, but the one thing that I can identify that I'm happy about is that I can um, choose and pick things for people. You know, I don't feel the need to force anything on someone. I'll analyze, I'll talk to someone, and I'll recommend something that is better for them. Even if something does not work for me, if I see that it te- if it could work for their personality, I'll, I'll recommend it to them. I notice a lot of people have a tendency to just push their narrative and push what they want. But I make a really big effort when I try to give people advice to think about them and what would apply to them the best. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. When they get advice from their friends, they just get the advice most applicable from their friend that has helped their friend specifically. And I think it's important for people to think about the people they're giving advice to. You know what? You're right on that part. People should should be cautious and wary, aware of the people that they give advice to. Because um, for the longest time, bro, for the longest time, I hated advice. I hated when people gave me advice. Exactly, because it was all ignorant to you. You felt like this is not applicable to me. But you know, when someone who knows you, who cares about you, sits down and gives you good advice that you want to hear, that's good for you, you appreciate it because you know that person thought about you. But when someone sits down and says, bro, you just got to do this, you got to do that, you sit down and you're like, why are you even telling me this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. Literally, yeah, why are you telling me this and all that? And, 
like when people would use the same old same old casual catchphrases it's going to be better it's going to be okay don't worry uh, my, my opinion is if you don't have something rich to say or something you know knowledgeable or something informative that could genuinely help the person just don't say it there's no point even if you're like oh hope it gets better soon i mean the courtesy is to some people insulting you know to other people it's fine but other people when they're going through something awful and someone just goes hope it's fine soon some people get offended by that yeah i agree with that so because Bro, you don't understand. There's so many times, so many situations where I've been I've been going through it. I was going through the fucking gutter. Like like head banging, like, you know, nails scratching the freaking like chalk wall and everything like that, asking for advice or asking for help or like asking for some con not kind words, words from somebody to help me go through it and everything. And when people would freaking tell me, you know, it's gonna be better or I'm I'm so I, I don't understand why people say I'm I'm sorry for you when somebody's going through it. Like if I get into a horrible car accident or something like that and like I, you know, I, I lose a limb or some shit happens to me or anything like that, bro. I feel like the last thing anybody on this goddamn planet Earth wants to hear from somebody is "I'm sorry." Like, what are you sorry for? What are you sorry for? What 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 are you sorry for? Like, I don't understand that. I like I understand. Just be like, don't thank God you're okay. Like, like, like yeah, please, please say that. Please, please say something like that, or 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 maybe something a little less original, something different, man. I, I truly despise people who say the word, I'm sorry, when somebody's going through it or something. Like, if somebody gets dumped, if somebody, you know, like, loses out on a job or something like that, or somebody has a huge-ass bill coming through, somebody gets to a big fight with somebody or something like that, and they, they're spilling their guts out to you or something like that, please, on everything that is holy, bro. Like, I, I know, like, my advice, I don't, I'm not a big fan, I don't give out advice or anything like that, but anybody that's hearing this, whatever you do, do not tell that person, I'm sorry, because... How, how's the conversation to go forward from that? Thank you. They're going to say thank you. That's a fake-ass thank you from the person that's that's going to say that to you. I'm sorry. Like, Mohammed, bro, let, let's say, for example, bro, you lose one of your family members and everything like that, bro. Yes. And I say, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, I feel like don't say anything. You have nothing valuable to say. And to me, it's like, look, if you, ha if you consider someone a good friend, a close friend of yours, and something bad happens to them, and you have nothing to say, I feel like it's a bad thing. Literally. Yeah, I agree with that. That should serve as a warning to someone that they are struggling with something as basic as social skills. I see everything in life as a process. And when you cannot complete said process, like apologizing to someone, checking on them, that is an alert for you to fix the problem and complete the process. That's my opinion. No, 100 fucking percent. Because that shit is, is so aggravating to me. I mean, and I, I know in some people's eyes, it's like, Oh, I'm just, you know, just showing how I feel for them and everything like that, that situation. I mean, I guess that's cool and everything, you know, I'm, I'm, like, this is just my point of view and everything on the on the scene. If you say I'm sorry to somebody and you generally mean it, you, like, oh, that's cool and all, you, you know, you probably just don't know what to say in a certain situation. But honestly, if you don't know what to say in a situation, certain situation, either don't say anything at all or just tell or just tell them straight up right there. I don't I don't know what to say to you and everything. And apologize for that. You can apologize. I don't know what to say. I, I like it. like if I if I've spilled out my guts to you, Muhammad, and you told me mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what to say to you and everything. I'll be com that. That's completely understandable. Cause I'm gonna look at it and be like, all right. I I threw out all my spilled all my guts to you and everything like that. So I don't even freaking blame you. I don't even blame you for not being able to grasp. Right, exactly. When I when I go to someone and I spill my guts to them, I don't I don't expect them to know what to say. I'm just tell. I want them to listen to me. Yeah. Literally, yeah. If if I'm venting you to you, bro. It's it's not always because I'm asking for advice or anything like that to anybody. 
I'm just venting you because you know I, I believe everybody has to vent out their feelings, un, un, vent out their feelings, and if they don't, they're gonna you know self implode. But <clears throat> shit, bro, you don't have to say I'm sorry or anything like that. Like shit, just just be there, just be an ear to listen to him, bro. Just just listen to me. Just when I vent out and everything, just nothing else. I'm just the word I'm the whole phrase I'm sorry is just it does not sit well with me. No, I, I believe that too. That's why I keep my head, my mouth out of things and I just don't say anything. Unless that's something valuable to say. I keep my circle small. I keep my life simple. It's like a farmer's life. You wake up, tend to your crops, tend to your wife, go to bed. Same shit. I live like that. Shit. Fucking crazy how we, you know, call life like that 60, 80 years ago boring as shit. But honestly, the motherfuckers were living it, bro. It's simple. Life's, life's tired. Once you become an adult and you deal with bullshit, you just want to live a simple life. 100%. I do appreciate you guys coming and tuning into the podcast again. Appreciate this. My man, Muhammad, thank you for coming in as a second-time co-star, bro. Really do appreciate what you've done for me. Thank you, guys. This podcast will be uploaded with a, most likely a second podcast as well. Because, you know, I'm, I'm in my bag. I haven't posted in a minute. So just, just be aware of everything. Thankful for everything. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. Appreciate it. Jeff Canvas out.